0: Mar Daniels welcome you to this week's Around the Kingdom podcast. Well, we know that for UCF fans and student athletes, it's a spring that we'd be so busy covering so many sports and cheering our teams on and it's just a different time, but it doesn't mean we can't celebrate uh, the unique accomplishments of a couple of student athletes both on the field, off the field, and even more importantly, giving back to the community. And today we get a chance to do that with not one, but two of our student athletes that were the winners of the most recent 2020 Sword Awards of the Dr. Lapchick Award, recognizing a graduating student athlete who's leadership, academic achievement, sportsmanship, and commitment to community service embodies all the positive ways one can change the world that we live in. And up first from our rowing team, uh, Dina Simon joins us. Uh, Welcome. Um, What does it mean to you to be recognized for such a special award at UCF, the Dr. Lapchick Award?
1: Hello. Um, It's an honor. It's great. Um, I'm so thankful uh, to be recognized this award you know just growing up and going through swords awards um freshman sophomore junior year um it's an award that i've always aspired to you know receive because i love serving others so it's definitely an honor and i'm so thankful
0: you have uh certainly made the most of the opportunity, UCF. I'm gonna ask you to go back a little bit. Um uh born in Egypt but grew up here and went to Lake Mary High School, um, ran track. Tell me about sports that you began to get involved in before uh you became the road, UCF. What 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 were some of your favorite sports?
1: I um love running. And so freshman year of high school I decided to join the cross country team and um just started getting into it. And I loved the long distance. My coach was great. And, um, she mentioned track and field and I was like, okay, let's, let's try it out. And I started track and field. I did all the distance events. So I ran the mile and the two mile and the 800, the four by 800 a couple of times, but I love long distance. So track wasn't my favorite, um, but I still kind of kept it going for all four years. And, yeah. And then I came to UCF and found out about rowing. Didn't know anything about it. Which, I, I, find, it.
0: which I find fascinating because clearly, okay, you established yourself as a very good athlete. Come to UCF. Here, here's Coach Kramer. We got this, you know, r- real good rowing program, which is you're a part of does nothing but win conference championships. So tell me how you came across the opportunity to become a rower at UCF.
1: I um, got an email like the general email that they sent to everyone that said hey would you like to be an athlete uh, do rowing no experience necessary and I was like I love sports so why not and I kind of just kept the email um, in the back of my mind because I got it during the summertime and I started in summer B which is before fall obviously and so I kept going through school and then I walked and I um, hit like found a tent by the student union uh, in the fall and wrote my name down and went to one of the meetings and tried out and because of my running background I felt like I was able to um, show myself during tryouts because it was a lot of running and um, just strength based endurance based exercises so I was able to just do well and yeah, that's how it how it works.
0: What has it been like to be part of a team that has done nothing but win conference championships since you got
1: there? It's been amazing. So amazing. Um I love just being part of something that is bigger than myself and where I can just um do the best that I can and grow and um help achieve those um conference championships.
0: What did you learn about yourself in 2018? You suffered an injury and missed the year. What was the hardest part about watching your teammates? And what did you learn about yourself when you had to miss a year?
1: Um, I learned that I am not the most patient person um, when it comes to just anything. Uh, but it was something really, I just learned how to be patient and to take it one day at a time and um to win the little moments every day um even if they don't mean any even if they don't seem huge just keep going every day um until you get back
0: I want to ask you about Nights Without Borders. It's a program that's been around for years. It gives student athletes like yourself, staff, administrators, a chance to travel to places and get involved in the community. Uh, I would imagine it's special to be part of it once. For you, it was not just once. It's been a number of times, and I bet each is unique. So I'm going to ask you to comment about each of your stops. In 2017, you're at St. Bernard, uh, the project in New Orleans, which helped bring families back that were uh, forced out because of Katrina to Puerto Rico in twenty eighteen and Colombia twenty nineteen. Share a little something about each of those trips and what you take from them.
1: Okay. Um Puerto Rico uh, no New Orleans was the first yeah. one. Um wow, that feels like forever ago but it was just <laughs> two two three years ago. Um each trip is so different and it's just based on the group that comes that you're that you go with um new orleans was great because i got to um learn something about our country that i didn't really know um i mean i knew about hurricane katrina and the effects of it but i didn't realize that 12 i think it's 12 years later that people are still um just struggling to get back into their homes so just learning that and you know seeing the effects that it had on families and being able to work with other athletes, um, getting to know other athletes. I got to meet um, a lot of the women's and men's basketball athletes, um, which was really exciting and, uh, and tennis and yeah, a whole bunch of other sports. And it was just really cool to learn something about a country that I didn't know about. Um, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico was super fun. We stayed at a lighthouse, which was beautiful, but... Let me think. What I learned from it was just the beauty of Earth and our environment and how um, we should just take care of it. We did a lot of beach cleanups and um, beach cleanups and uh, like farming and reservations and that kind of thing. And that was really cool to see, Um, even though we couldn't really see. Our you know effect right away um we knew that we were planting like for long term um what's the word long term help right <laughs> yeah, and um, Columbia, colombia was so awesome uh we built a court Colombia was by far one of the hardest trips I've ever done um physically we got there and we built a multi-sport court for a local school in Santa Ana, uh, Columbia. And, oh my goodness, we just, the work that we all had to put in to finish the court was crazy. We, uh, putting the rocks and mixing the cement and just doing all of that while it's so hot outside. Um, but it was just really cool, and but Columbia was awesome because we got to see our finish uh, results, and we were able to just play with the kids on the court after and celebrate the accomplishment. And yeah, it was really awesome. So all three trips were really different, but all were amazing.
0: Um, the student athlete welfare. Uh, development program, student-athlete advisory committee. You've been part of those. Why are they important to you? And, and a little bit for fans that may not know what that entails.
1: Yes. Okay. So student-athlete welfare development, that's the SOD office. So that is uh, uh, Nikki and Devante who have helped us um, achieve our goals outside of sport. So like our resumes and our professional goals and um, they did a lot of like etiquette dinners and career nights and career fairs where we dress up and have phone interviews and practice those things and talk to employers. So that was really awesome because it helped me uh build the confidence to be able to just go out now, now that I'm a senior, go out and talk to employers and not be afraid to ask questions and how to do that and just yeah so like professional career goals and also like life they're amazing people and i love them so much and just to go in and talk to them about our everyday lives and practice and what we're going through and how we miss our families just they have been such an important part in our personal and our career life and also our sport life um SAC, so Student Athlete Advisory Committee. SAC is a um, community of I. When I explain it to my parents, it's like the SGA of athletics, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they talk about the SAC legislate uh, the NCAA legislations and how. Um, we vote on them, and how to make the student athlete life better, and we we're pretty much there's so there's different representatives uh, from each team, and we all meet every other week and just talk about how we can be more involved. I was the campus I was the subcommittee group leader of the campus involvement group. So my goal was to get us more involved with campus and non-athletes. So I got to meet with um, the SGA vice president, Myla Mills, and talk to her and see what we could do to mix the athlete population with the non-athletes, which was really exciting. Um yeah we had an event with we had a plan for relay for life this year but unfortunately that wasn't able to happen
0: (laughs) let me end with this as you look back ucf has meant what to you
1: ucf has been has meant it has been amazing like it's been my home away from home even though i'm only you know 40 minutes away it's been my family um my community yeah it's been, it's been everything
0: uh dina congratulations on winning the dr lapchick award uh for incredible service at ucf congratulations on a great career never thank won you. anything but a conference championship and i know a proud <laughs> night and uh whatever is on the path next for you i know you'll be successful and thanks for joining us today i appreciate it
1: thank you thank you Take care, dina. yeah Bye.
0: the swords award and one of the most prestigious awards uh the dr richard lapchick servant leader award uh on the men's side yanni girdle uh the incredibly talented goaltender for the men's soccer team uh joins us uh thanks for joining us when you win an award like this the swords awards what does it mean to you to be recognized as the dr lapchick servant leader award what's that mean to you
2: um it's it's a it's a big honor to be uh to be awarded with that award, um, I've seen it over the past years. Um, the, the people that, that have been awarded with it um, were, were great people. Um, I knew them. And it was, I mean, it was, it was good being awarded for it, but um, I would not need the awards to uh, do what I'm doing in the UCF community. Why is that
0: important for you to get involved, give back, and, 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 and do projects like that? Why do you think it's important for you?
2: Um, Coming to UCF, um, I saw that UCF has a huge community. um, Everyone is kind of involved with what's going on around him, not only uh, doing stuff for themselves. So I really got into that community and I wanted to give back to um, what UCF is giving me. And um, I think that that just happened naturally let's
0: talk about your journey Um, born in Germany Uh, you're joining us from San Francisco where your family is but but how do you get to UCF before we get to your great career but um, take me on the journey of um, your path but let's go back first as you're growing up what sports did you play was it only soccer did you play other sports as well
2: Um, I played tennis and hockey when I was younger um, but then I had to decide for one sport to uh to follow more uh, more intensely and that was uh soccer at that point. So I started uh playing soccer in a youth academy, mm-hmm. uh close to Munich. And um and then went through the academy stages, um, had my professional debut when I was eighteen. Um, and then went to a bigger club in Germany to FC Augsburg Um, was there for a year uh, but then got injured, um, broke my wrist and was out for one and a half years and that's when I um, was looking for a new path because I wanted to, to get a degree, I wanted to get some life experience and um and I also wanted to follow my high soccer aspirations. So, um my logic uh, thinking was telling me to go to US.
0: Um When you get to uh, UCF, as you said, I mean, your journey here is an interesting one. You get to UCF, um, did you get a sense, you know, I think that, you know, I mean, the team, the program's got something here. Before we even get to what was such a tremendous season um, this past year, um, you know, Coach Calabrese arrives December of 2016. What, what, What was his vision for you that made you think, yeah, I think this is a pretty good place for me?
2: Um, I think he's very good at articulating his vision and uh and telling recruits uh or like proving recruits that he's following his vision um very accurately and um his his way of of uh his soccer philosophy is uh very promising and um i knew uh when he came to recruit me in Germany i knew that uh he's he's the right guy to go with because uh he was honest he was very open about things um, where other college coaches were not open and he was just, um, he gave me a good feeling of uh, joining UCF and that he really wants to um, to get somewhere with this program, that he wants to uh, lead this program to success and um, that really convinced me that uh, there's something big happening at UCF.
0: By the way, uh, did you choose goalie or did someone say, I need to go play goal? <laughs>
2: I think. That's the story of every goalkeeper <laughs> in soccer is at some point the goalie is injured or something and then your coach asks you, yo, just just hop in. And <laughs> um, Then you just happen to be good at it and you stay in goal. That's, <laughs> that's literally, I think, the story of more than 80% of goalkeepers. <laughs>
0: well, look, the unfair thing is, you know, I mean, you're what, 6'2", I think, 6'2", six 6'3". Six the moment you get above six feet, they think you're too big to score goals. And you're like, wait. Wait a minute. You don't have to be 5'9 or 5'10 to score goals, right? Big guys can score goals, right, Yeah. That's true.
2: That's true, yeah.
0: What makes, though, because, listen, you were the best goaltender of the American, uh, voted that last couple of years, and anybody that watched you play could tell you're a little bit different. What makes a good goaltender? What, 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 what do you have to do well to be very good at what you do?
2: Um, I think the goalkeeping, the, the best way of goalkeeping or goalkeeping philosophy changed a lot over the recent years. Um, I think what's important is that you're good with your feet, that you're more like an 11th field player than a, a, just a goalkeeper. Um, what, what our way of playing is, uh, is like is that I have to be involved with playing out of the back. Because we want to keep possession, we don't just want to kick the ball and then hope for the best. Um, we have a system of playing out of the back, transitioning it through the midfield, and then trying to score in the final third. Um, and therefore, it's modern goalkeeping requires you to be good with your feet. And I think um, I have that, and um, that might be something that. Um, it's a little different uh, here, where where I can say, okay, I went through a German academy and they 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 um, provided me all education for it, and um, I did that. I uh, tried to train a lot with my feet.
0: Um, this past year, you guys had a great season. Uh, and, yeah. and, and, and if I could take a different opponent and take SMU away, although, I mean, two just great matches at the end of the year, who knows what the team um, could have done. What do you take away of what truly really was a special team for UCF and kind of stamping itself as, listen, one of the better programs um, in the country? What do you take away of the 2019 year?
2: Um... It was it was a very very good year for um for our culture and um, also being or seeing that you can compete with the best teams in the U.S. something that UCF barely had or like that UCF soccer barely had in the recent or in the years before that um, with the with the successful 2018 uh, season we had we had the opportunity to play against bigger teams in the U.S., UNC, Wake Forest, big, big soccer programs in the U.S., and um, and I think we we competed very well, and uh, it was good for the team seeing that we can compete on that level, and um, I think 2020 was also uh, just a stepping stone for 2000, uh, 2019 was just a stepping stone for a 2020 season. Um, so I hope that uh, we use our experience from 2019 to to um, be even more successful.
0: What do you tell people that say, "Tell me about UCF the campus"? I mean, what 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 has that campus lifestyle been for you, and and for those that have never been? What do you tell them about the UCF campus? <laughs>
2: That depends on who I'm talking to. When I'm talking to my to my German friends, um, and they ask me like they see my pictures and whatever on Instagram, and and they they've been following UCF too, um, and they're all like, oh, can I can I come visit? I want to see it <laughs> because I tell them it's it's how colleges and especially UCF is um, is completely different uh, from what. The universities in Germany are like it's more of a community more of like a, a big campus where everything is like around campus like everything around UCF is based on what what students need and and want and that is that is incredible and um, I love the campus I love athletic village it's 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 an amazing campus
0: um, look, I'm sure you follow, and uh, those that appreciate this sport um, have watched uh, uh, what we've all been dealing with the last uh, a couple of months, and Buddhist League is trying to come back at the time we're recording this interview. Um, it's about nine to ten days away of when they want to resume play, but you talk to, I'm sure, people um, that are not just fans, but those that even play. What's your sense as to what they may try to do and, and, and be able to do uh, back home in soccer?
2: Um, that's a, I mean, you can, what, sorry, what do you mean exactly? Well,
0: just, I mean, I mean, they're going to try to resume play and, and it may not be as simple to do that yeah. play, possibly playing without fans. Wow. I mean, you know, the history of this league, the appreciation of the fans and what that means and some concern of players, it may not be as simple as, uh, we just want to get games back.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, true. Um, so we'll see we'll see what happens um i hope i hope that um we can continue playing and um and i hope that i can continue playing after college um it's uh it's all very very um <laughs> difficult right now to tell what's going to happen soon um We'll see. Um, I think what we have, or like many people, many soccer players have to do right now in college is um, just go with the flow, keep yourself fit, and, um, and then see how how things develop, and just um, make the best out of every situation they're in. Well,
0: let me end with this, okay? We're mm-hmm. set up. It's a penalty shot. I'm shooting, and you're in goal what are you going to do to psych me out or to try to figure out where, where I'm going to go with my shot?
2: Um, it's funny. Uh, many goalkeepers have a different uh, mentality approach. There's people who like, actually do try to, try to make someone nervous or something. I'm, uh, I'm usually very calm because I want to focus on myself rather than uh, trying to focus on someone else during that time and I know that penalty shots are pretty difficult to do for a goalkeeper but if you if you give yourself the best shot every time um, the chances are higher that you're saving one so I'm trying to focus on myself and trying to react to the shot rather than just jumping somewhere and uh, I've been fairly successful with that (laughs) okay but
0: okay very important now Yannick ready? 52-year-old uh, former talented athlete that still has pretty good speed. Um, I'm lining up for the penalty shot. I've written down on this sheet of paper that I'm showing my producer right now. Okay, where are the shot's going? You, I mean, guess. Am I going lower left, lower right, upper left, upper right, down the middle? You guess. I mean, it's important now. So, 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 where am I going? Are
2: you right footed? I'm right footed. Then you're
0: going uh, bottom left. Mm, I put low right. I put low right. But I'd likely miss and be wide anyway, so you'd probably still be celebrated for (laughs) my (laughs) (laughs) miss. All right. Yannick, thanks so much for the time. Stay safe. You are outstanding. The team was phenomenal this year. Congratulations on the uh, S.W.O.R.D. Award as well. And uh, be safe. We'll catch up again soon. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Mark. I'll meet you on the soccer field for,
0: uh, for. We'll do the penalty kick for real next time. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Thank Sounds you, man. All right. Stay safe. Well, those are interviews for this week in the Around the uh, Kingdom podcast, and congratulations again, uh, Dina Simon of our uh, row team, uh, rowing team, and also uh, Yannick Kirtle the goalie for the uh, men's uh, team at UCF. Two incredible athletes in doing what they do, both in competition, as well as as students and involved with the community. And again, congratulations on their uh, sword award, the Dr. Richard Lapchick Award. That concludes our podcast for this week, the Around the Kingdom podcast. Thank you for listening. Keep But with all of our UCF news and our many social media platforms, a big thanks to uh, the folks that help us behind the scenes uh, put this together. That includes our producer, Scott Harris, Kenny Landis, Megan Urbaugh, and Dan Furson, also helping out with the podcast this week. Until next time, Mark Adel saying, Go Knights!